Leadership File on Premier. Welcome to the show which talks to Christian leaders about the topics that really matter. I'm Andy Peck. You're probably aware that discipleship is a process. You may benefit from attending a course in your early weeks of coming to faith in Christ. And indeed, you may attend courses, conferences and the like as you get to grips with what following Christ looks like. But discipleship is a process as we all decide to follow Jesus daily. And as seasons of life change, we can find new challenges. Well, I'm joined this week by Martin Cooper, who has been helping Christians become better disciples for over 40 years. Martin and his wife Marion are based in Southampton and became UK Navigator representatives in 1972. After 24 years working in student and church-related ministry, he served as UK National Director from 96 to 2004. Since then, he has been pioneering a, a discipleship ministry in Britain for those in their 50s and 60s called Second Half Living. So welcome, Martin, to the Leadership Thank you Pop. very much. Good to, good to have you. How did the work <laughs> with navigators come about, about? And for those who are ignorant, hmm. should there be any, who, who are navigators? <laughs> Um, well, the work began about 80 years ago uh, in uh, the, on the west coast of the US uh, when a layman uh, by the name of Dawson Trotman, who uh, was in a church there, was asked by somebody in his congregation if he would go and visit a sailor on one of the US ships that had come into port uh, who was in need of some spiritual help. And uh, so Dawson went down to the uh, ship and found him and uh, began to meet with him regularly actually and help him just get into the Bible for himself um, and to grow in Christ uh, and this went on for a number of months and one time when Dawson went um, this man uh, called Les Spencer had another guy with him and he said um, this friend of mine also is interested uh, and he said I want you to do with him what you, you did with me and Dawson Trotman said I'm not going to he said, uh, why is that? He said, well, you're going to do it. He said, if you can't do it, then I failed. Oh. And uh, in a sense, that was the birth of the That's Navigators. Wonderful, yeah, wonderful story. Partly, partly because um, of the, the, the link with the Navy um, and actually the ministry in the U.S. Navy from that time on expanded incredibly uh, fast. By the, by the end of the, world, the Second World War, 10 years later, there were men who'd come to Christ through that chain of sailors um, leading one another to Christ, as it were, uh, on every ship in the um, in the U.S. Navy, hundreds of them. Well, I, I mean, I knew about the university mm. side, but I hadn't no, realized no. there was that origin myth. That's hence the name Navigators. Fancy, fancy that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very much so. And, and, and where did you come across them? I came, as, as you rightly say, um, at university because what happened was um, at the end of the Second World War, a number of those sailors sort of went out as missionaries. So, Martin, how had you got involved with Navigators yourself? Yeah, th this was as, as, as a university student in the mid-1960s. Mm. What happened was that a number of those um, men who'd come to Christ in, in the U.S. Navy um, when the war was finished 10 years later, many of them decided to serve abroad as missionaries. Many of them came to Europe, went to Asia. Um, and uh, as a result of that, the ministry of the Navigators, because it was officially known as the Navigators then, uh, began, to, began to become uh, you know, global. A lady called Joyce Turner came to the UK actually as part of the Billy Graham team uh, in the mid-1950s 
and she ran the counselling office mm -hmm. to do with that crusade, uh, as a result of which many um, folk came to Christ uh, and got help, as it happens, from the navigators who were running that office and were in charge of, of, of Billy Graham's follow-up. Okay. Um, the next step in the whole development of the work was that, that the navigators then saw such potential um, here in the UK for that kind of discipleship work that they began to send some of those uh, US staff here. And there was the beginnings of a, of an, of a student ministry in the city of Manchester in 1965. Mm -hmm. And I was a first year student in that year. Wow. So that was my first link. Wonderful. Okay. Uh, and you know, you've been in, you've been around in navigators for a long mm. time. Have there been times when you've thought about moving away, or has it been a kind of a you've been a sort of set? Uh, yeah. When when I um, when I stepped down from being national director in two thousand and four, that was a point of of real um, review mm. for me. Um, I considered a number of opportunities that mm. were put before me. Um, several of them to move away from the navs, mm. a number of them church-based roles. Mm. Um, but I think the Navigator vision, that vision of one-to-one -one discipling, small mm. group work, seeing God multiply lives um, for the gospel, was very much part of my DNA mm. by then. And not all of the roles that were offered me you know, gave yep. opportunity to pursue that. Mm. Um, and we felt that the navigators you know could continue to do that but it was then a matter of saying okay if our days in national leadership are finished what's the right vehicle for that mm. and so we began to seek god uh, at that time um so yes i i mm. thought seriously about what he wanted me to do mm. from then but it became very very clear he wanted me to stay but to do something very new mm. as far as the navigators were mm. concerned and that that's how second half living you know came about which brings us yeah wonderfully to the topic <coughs> of, yeah. of of what we're looking at the you know, uh, describe second half living for for us and, and what you actually do as part of it. Well, part of part of that part of that journey for me was just to hear from God as mm. to where He wanted my wife and myself to focus our ministry. And in addition to us to uh, an international role that I took mm. part time with the NAVs, He made it really clear that here in the UK, He wanted us to focus on ministry to our peers particularly those in 50, 60 age mm. bracket, um, in some way or other. We'd gone through a particular trauma just in our own family situation around then, which had made the whole is issue of living for Christ at this age mm. um, you know, particularly relevant for us. Mm. And we knew that there were others um, mm. you know, who were facing similar issues. So we began to explore um, the possibility of working with that age group um, and seeing what God would do. And so we first of all um, asked some folk in our own church, you know, would they be prepared to sort of join us in a small group and just to trial some subjects and material um, together over a period of a year or so yeah. to see where, you know, where this might go. Yeah. Um, and that became the sort of the foundation of the ministry. Um, which, however, subsequently has has um, metamorphosized, if you like, into a workshop-based ministry. Mm -hmm. We do have a couple of groups that we meet with locally, but elsewhere, 
we have put together, based on those first group times that we had, a series of, of uh, discipleship workshops mm-hmm. for folk in that, in that age group of life. Um, it's not an exact. It's not an exact science. It's not an exact age group. It, it's for that age group that is known, uh, you know, out in the wider world as the third age of life. Um, it's somewhere between fifty and seventy-five, and the, and the, the goalposts sort of move all the time. Yes. Um, but where I believe there is a huge need for the potential that is locked up in that in that particular mm. generation of Christian folk to be unlocked and unleashed mm. um, in order that the, that the ministry of the gospel could flourish and go on to all ages and in all places. So the the, the classic navigator model was is obviously based around Bible and sure. to some extent learning verses. I mean, that's the, maybe that's a stereotype, but that's a lot of people know NAVs for sure. learning, which is a you know, great, great tool. Yeah. It's, it's not... Is it a little bit of that as well as other? You talked about workshop. Um, no, um, I mean the the small groups that we ran <coughs> that were sort of pilot groups mm. right at the beginning. The small groups were very much um, Bible based, mm-hmm. but in all that we've done, we have not sought to make it a heavy um, Bible study course or mm. program. What we've wanted to do in all of those contexts is to merge. Um, the opportunity for people to think about life issues at that stage of life Mm. with finding out what the Bible says Mm. both about some of those issues but also more generally Mm. about discipleship at that stage of life because I think one observation that that I think we began to make quite quickly was a lot of folk when they reach that particular stage of of their Mm. Christian journey Mm. it's very easy to plateau it's very easy for them with you know 10 20 maybe 30 years of christian experience mm. um you know to become a little lazy to become sort of a little set um it may not be helped by the fact that you know a lot of what they're hearing in church they've heard before mm. uh, so where do we go now what do we do mm. now with our christian faith uh, and the bible's got a lot to say about that the bible's got a lot to say about about keeping keeping on keeping on mm. you know about persevering about um staying close to christ as mm. we you know as we grow older mm. um and we felt we wanted to put those things into some kind of format where where people could explore mm. them with one another as well as with us yeah um you, <clears throat> you mentioned issues that people face mm. um the classic ones are there, are there classic ones, or does it vary from? I think there are classic ones. I think there are some. <laughs> there are some universal ones. I mm. think uh, I. I would say that above all, uh, for folk in this age group, mm. Christian and non-Christian, mm. um, perhaps the biggest issue is that is that of change and transition and loss. I would mm. link those three together. Yeah. Um, I think at no other stage of life. Do we see such a great number and such a great variety of transitions as mm. we see in life's third age? Yeah. Um, there are transitions in home life, mm. family life, career, mm. finances, physical health. Some of them are multifaceted. So within the family realm, you've got um, elderly parents mm. who maybe you're caring for. You've got adult children by that stage but adult children bring with them 
mm. adult children issues. Yeah. Um, just because they've flown the nest doesn't mean that they're not part of your issue. Mm. You know your issue. And then, of course, for those of us that are married, it's likely that the grandchildren come along. Yeah. So suddenly you're, you're even in that one area of life, mm. you're facing this number of changes. Um, and it would be one thing if they were all living in the same town or city as you, but often they're living in very different parts of the country, sometimes even parts of the world. Well, how do you, how do you, you know, work mm. these things out, particularly at the same time that those other areas of change and transition are also happening? because they come like a series of waves mm. um, and they have the potential to sidetrack and even to um, derail I think Christians at that stage of life they just become so all-consuming mm. that, that they can they can become something that take folk away from mm. their walk with Christ and particularly their desire and, and, and ability to serve him we're listening to the Leadership File with me, Andy Peck. I'm joined this week by Martin Cooper. Uh, Mark and Martin's been <clears throat> working for most of his Christian uh, ministry life with uh, the Navigators, and uh, particularly we're talking about Second Half Living, a new ministry that they're developing. We'll be back just after this. Well, welcome back to the Leadership File with me, Andy Peck. I'm joined this week by Martin Cooper. Martin's been involved in the Navigators for most of his uh, Christian ministry life. Uh, certainly since uh, 1972, having been UK National Director, he's now pioneering a discipleship ministry in Britain for those in their 50s, 60s and maybe even to se into the 70s called Second Half Living. We were talking before the break of uh, how Martin felt increasingly called to this and the, some, some of the things that uh, those in Second Half Living, those in that age group, uh, particularly face the kind of... Um, the kind of issues faced by what we call third ages. Um, so to what extent were you navigating through virgin territory with this approach, Martin? Um, I think very much, quite mm. considerably, mm. actually. Um, <clears throat> what, what, what I think intrigued me the more I got into this is that many churches have quite well-defined and developed programs mm. for um, certainly for youth, for young adults, for families, um, and then at the other end of the age scale for the elderly. Mm. Um, but there seemed to me to be a gap in the middle mm. where folk that had reached that stage of life where they were relatively mature as Christians, relatively um, uh, settled in their faith. For some reason, there, wa there wasn't anything in the church life that mm. was focused on them. Yeah. You know, It's almost as though churches... Um, uh, you know, go into the mode of how can these people now serve us mm. rather than how can we continue to minister to them in order that they may be able to minister within the mm. life of the church mm. more effectively. So I think we, you know, we discovered um, that, that folk were often very active in their churches, mm. but very often active at the level of serving on committees because of the, their, their, their experience and the age, mm. the wisdom that they would bring serve on committees or would um, man rotors, mm. rotors for stewarding, for for uh, refreshments or whatever. But relatively few of them were engaged in disciple-making ministry themselves within the life of the church. And yet the potential for them to mm. be so at that stage, um, and particularly to mentor some of the ones that are younger, is huge. If only they could be helped in what are their life issues at that stage mm. 
in order to free them for the opportunities that there are. Because one of the issues that we face or the one of the issues that we deal with in, in the workshops is, is the issue of freedom and opportunity that this yeah. age brings particularly you know when retirement comes mm -hmm. it comes with enormous freedoms and opportunities opportunities in life generally opportunities in, in education but opportunities spiritually opportunities for service within within the church and within the body of Christ and perhaps unparalleled in terms of you know what is out there and given that the current generation of third ages is mm. probably the most healthy and wealthy mm generation of that age group there's ever been yeah. and who knows that there might ever be in the future yeah. um, if somehow we can unlock and unleash mm. that potential into the into the you know into the serving world mm. of the church and and of mission uh, the gospel can only thrive as a result yes there had been a, um, a kind of a, a pattern of um, of third ages who offer themselves for third world mission that had yeah, been a kind of a very much so I, I, I was aware of that but it's lovely that you're doing something also for those who you know are, are still going to be staying at home but ministering because obviously yeah. there's an astonishing need there as well uh, yeah I mean staying at home um, but but also um, maybe making themselves available for short term mm. mission projects yeah. you know not not the need to sort of pack up and move overseas at that yeah. stage of life but but to serve on you know on mission teams mm. on a short term basis the, the the mission agencies are are crying out for those kind yeah. of folk yeah. um have there been surprises in what you've found in in churches you've worked with i think i have been um Surprised? Uh, yes, I think I've been surprised to some extent by um, the strong resonance with this, mm. in particularly in the life of um, of the Third Ages themselves. Mm. It's sort of no one's ever talked to us about this before. Mm. Um, you know, the sort of issues that we're wrestling with, we we don't seem to hear much about that yeah. um, generally. Um, so the fact that this is targeted for us. Um, I, I guess I, I am and I'm not surprised. Yep. The reason we got into it because we thought there was a need. Yes. But I think I'm I'm surprised uh, yeah. at, at the degree of need. Um, I think at the same time I've been surprised and just a little bit disappointed that, that in the churches that we've worked with, and we, norm, we work with about three or four churches a year, no more than that, because there's a series of five workshops, a mm. taster workshop followed by four main workshops, mm. And that obviously takes time and, uh, yeah. and, and effort to plan and uh, to travel and to lead and whatever. Um, I've been surprised at the degree to which churches have found it very, very hard to build on those after I've, mm -hmm. after I've led the workshops and then gone mm -hmm. away. I've tried to encourage that as strongly and as widely as I can. But it's almost as though the, the short course mentality mm. That I think a, a number of places buy into has taken over at this point, and it's well, thank you, that was really very helpful. Now we can get on, you know, with the other stuff that we've got to do in the church. Yeah, yeah. Whereas my, part of my vision and desire for the thing was always that there would be perhaps somebody, a key couple in the church, who would pick this up and would build on, mm. you know, what is done in the workshops. Sometimes only merely scratching the surface. Of certain issues, so if you take if you take that issue, let's say the major issue of transition and change mm -hmm. and loss, um, we deal with it at the big picture level mm -hmm. in the workshops. 
But I mean, it has potential for mm. to be built on in terms of retirement, mm. bereavement, um, moving home, mm. empty nest. Mm. You know, all of these things are are part of those transitions, mm. and it's very often in the specifics of <clears> them <throat> that folk would I think most helpfully interact with others mm. and, and mutually learn from one another. And that I guess is in part what I hoped might happen a little more than it has. Mm. So that's still a it's still an unfulfilled, you know, vision as far as I'm concerned. Sure, and sure. I would love to see that that go on and change in mm. the in the months and years to come. Yeah, I guess just as parenting and marriage courses have value both in church inside the church and outside. Absolutely. This is also an issue that yeah. everyone's facing. Absolutely. And the Christians have a you know have a, a they have a hope yeah. to come but also they have a yeah. some some kind of tools that can help very much so yeah i mean we we have postured you know it's one of the questions i get asked occasionally mm. is is this is this for christians and non-christians mm. alike and i've said well at the moment i've postured it for as a discipleship mm. program for christians because i think people need to be ready and willing to look at the bible mm. and and find out what it says and think that mm. through um which not all um, non-believers are ready to do, mm. um, but there's absolutely no reason why on the mm. on the major issues it, it couldn't have a strong evangelistic focus. I think mm-hmm. um, we've we've touched on um, a little bit of on 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 the approach. Um, mm. You know the fact that you work around about four churches a year, so yeah. you're not you're not <coughs> really wishing at the end of this conversation to be inundated with. With requests, particularly, but presumably people could get in touch and yes. find out more. Yeah. Oh, very much so. And and I'm I'm I am open in a sense mm. to to inquiries being mm. made um, because the rea- the reality is because we've because we've arranged it so that there is a taster workshop, mm. which comes with no strings attached, no presuppositions, no commitments beyond. There are a number of churches where their folk come to that taster mm. workshop, and then they haven't gone on and done the main workshops mm. for whatever reason. Um, uh, so, uh, I'm I'm very open to that, you know, to that mm. possibility that there would be folk who would, you know, come back and and making inquiries along that line. So, what the kind of way in which they get in touch would be would be um, via the Navigators website www.navigators.co.uk. That would be that would be the best way to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very happy for them to write to me direct uh, at my own, you know, my own email address, martin.cooper at navigators.co.uk, and I could send out information or speak to people on the phone, oh. you know, whatever is um, real. You know, yeah. No, it's terrific. Well, it's it's, it's a very exciting. Project. Well, we're excited about it. I we're mean, excited it's about to it. see, you know, yeah. and and it's, it can only gain momentum, I would think. <laughs> well, one would hope so. And and one of the things that we're we're obviously talking about within within the navigators at the moment mm. is very much, um, you know, where does this go? Mm. Um, because I'm not getting any younger, and <laughs> uh, I uh, although I'm I'm motivated about what I'm doing, mm. I'm quite keen that this thing doesn't just sit with me. Mm. Um, and die with me, <laughs> maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, we're talking about, you know, whether uh, this could be broadened out and there could be a team of folk involved. Mm. And obviously that would give the opportunity for um, more uh, inquiries to be followed through, not that we've not that we've mm. not been able to follow any through so far. Mm-hmm. Um, but just as Navigators began with a request and 
Yeah. You know, very much so. That you, you know, as pe- you can then be, yeah, be building folk who can then lead, go on to lead, and that would be. A- yeah, very much so. And I think I, I, I just, I was just mm. turning to my Bible as I was talking to you. Then mm. I, I, th- I think there's a, there's some verses at the arm, end of Psalm 92 that, that sort mm. of typify what we're talking about here. It's the psalmist says the righteous will flourish like a like a palm tree. They will grow like a cedar of Lebanon. Planted in the house of the Lord, they will flourish in the courts of our God. They will still bear fruit in old age. They will stay fresh and green. And I that that biblically mm. is very much you know our desire. We want to help people to stay mm. fresh and green, to to um, bear fruit in old age, to flourish in the courts of our God, rather than to reach this sort of stage and and at best plateau, and at worst sort of begin to tail off. Yeah. Um, and and add to the the number of sort of of crabby old people that are out there and and um, you know no testimony to the gospel at all. Yeah. Well, may that may that not be the case. Indeed, may Indeed. it not. So thank you so much, Martin. You've been listening to the Leadership File with me, Andy Peck. I was joined this week by Martin Cooper. Uh, Martin's been working with the Navigators, uh, heading up Second Half Living. Those details again: www.navigators.co.uk. And Martin's very kindly given his uh, email address to Martin Cooper at navigators.co.uk if you want to get in touch with them directly. So thank you, Martin, so much. You're most welcome. Um, do uh, tune into Premier's own website and you can get archived versions of a leadership file, including this one, in due course. I look forward to your company again next Sunday at 3.30. Thanks for tuning in. You've been listening to The Leadership File on Premier. Andy Peck serves as a tutor at CWR, a Christian charity whose courses and publications aim to apply God's word to everyday life. Contact him via email apeck at cwr.org.uk.